1: Well, hello. We have today with us Tom Basie of Basie Insurance, who is here to share his over 20 years of corporate experience. So uh, we are excited and welcome, Tom, to Earrings Off.
2: Thanks very much. It's great to be here with you both today.
1: All right. So, Now, over I referenced that you have over 20 years in corporate America. That's a long time. What are your best takeaways?
2: You know, because that is a lot of time, there's a lot there. But what I would offer is a couple of things. Number one, so I spent the time there. I worked with great people. I learned a lot of things. I learned a lot of tools and methodologies that continue to benefit me. So Mm -hmm. one, just simply project management and time management. I spent a lot Mm -hmm. of time doing that. So that's a takeaway S- simply just the use of a calendar, for example, I'm very good at putting a lot of stuff on electronic calendar, color coding it. And I, and I live and die by that thing. I learned that's a, a habit I got at Corporate America. Mm-hmm. Project management, really just making plans and kind of tracking progress. I learned that. And then there's kind of an, an, another an implicit thing there that is that which gets measured gets improved. So whatever yes. you want to get done, if you will mm-hmm. watch that, measure it, maybe quantify it, then, On a personal level, you'll do that and for other if everybody. If we're all standing around looking at it, we kind of know what we need to improve. So those are those are my three takeaways off the top of my head from corporate America.
1: But Tom, if you you were in corporate America for 20 years, certainly then what I hear in your response also is that you had to adapt and be open to the changes occurring around you a bit, you know? That particularly when you even with something as simple as a calendar and how Mm -hmm. you Manage your schedule. Certainly, that's changed through the years. And many times people are reluctant to embrace new technology, new ways of doing things. So, that's also what I hear um, in your response.
2: Agree. What I would offer to further that is out of college, uh, I was laid off twice. My first two jobs it was kind of during times of recession. And so, those are forced change on you. So, I learned. Yeah. I learned in corporate these days. Actually, people change jobs frequently. That's kind of the the stand the norm rather yeah. than the. But I had so I had to learn how to uh, navigate new corporate cultures, new corporate uh, procedures, and and so that was good for me. Now I spent 15 years at one place in particular, and then and that was great for me. Uh, but then I shifted industries. You know, I spent a lot of time in electronics, telecommunication. I shifted to medical device. So I spent seven years in medical device. So there was a change of industry, and I enjoyed it. So uh, to your point. I I I would venture to say it's evident. I kind of embrace change. You can opt to not to, right? But I mean, I don't know. If, I don't know if you're doing your, you're doing yourself a disservice, perhaps, if you want to fight it, because change is inevitable, right? So right, it yeah,
0: is right. definitely yeah. that. Yeah. So, um, how did you get into, um, the insurance and financial industry?
2: So that is a question I get frequently, frequently, and I have the response for you. It's not a great answer, but it's it it is the case. It is kind of by accident. Mm-hmm. And okay. let, me clarify, let me clarify. So mm-hmm. I worked as an engineer and a project manager, but candidly, number one, I was tired of the commute. So this this great resignation, everything that COVID has forced people to learn to do, I was already wanting to kind of, do. I wanted to work from home. So as long as I was mm-hmm. looking for something, mm-hmm. I wanted to lower stress, work from home, set my own schedule. And I did not know that uh, insurance slash financial solutions offer that necessarily. So I was looking. So actually, I was actually even, I took all the classwork. Here locally, there's a university. If you have a degree, you can take everything online to get certified to teach except for student teaching. Mm -hmm. I was actually even signed up to, to do my student teaching, and insurance kind of fell in my lap. Now that's a that's a slight exaggeration. That is, I was actually a customer first off. So I had purchased an insurance policy above and beyond what I had through my employer. But then it was I was approached about, hey, maybe you should get into this. And so it was by accident. I was gonna I was gonna be a teacher instead. I was gonna it was my second career, but my second career is insurance instead
1: okay okay nice so tom talk to us what is medicare
2: great question and admittedly i didn't i mean i worked in corporate america and this thing for one thing many people working in your jobs and you're getting your health insurance from that your employer you don't i didn't really know i wanted my wife handle that it's not fun right it's not a top not, not a fun topic and every year it seems to change After no mm-hmm. one likes it i didn't like it either what i've learned is that Medicare is the equivalent. It is the health insurance, but you get it from the government. And so it was designed back in the sixties. And what it is, is when you turn sixty five, the, the assumption is you're not working. So it is the health insurance and you can get it from the government. So the good news is it does exist. The bad news is because it's been around since the sixties and the design back then, people didn't last that long. So there's some challenge with it. Mm. So I don't recommend, I don't recommend anybody, uh, when they turn sixty five, take that and do just that. And so really that's where I come in. But the answer is. It is it's a red, white, and blue card and it is your health insurance from the government. And I didn't even know that myself until a few years ago.
0: Mm, Okay. 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 Yeah. How does it work? I mean, do you pay into it? It's from the government. It's not free because I hear I mean, you know it can't be because
2: Yeah. No, you're exactly right. Let me remark about that. Number one, I'm not even allowed to use that word F R E E because it would be inaccurate. So, no and seriously, there's some, there's a, it's a regulated industry. So, I can't, I also can't use the word B E S T because I don't know which is would be for you if I, unless I knew your health center, if I knew it was right. going to happen to you, then I could tell you what to do. But since I don't know, I, so I'm not allowed to use those two words. Okay. To your point, I personally, as I worked and most people work, they're taking that FICA tax out of your check. And I was like, what is that? That FICA tax basically it's, covers social security, which is a topic that is not in my bailiwick. And that's basically kind of like your, long-term uh, mm-hmm. disability insurance. You know, it's, it's monies that you get kind of when you can't work anymore. And then it's your your health insurance. So that's the good news is FICA tax does have a purpose. It, it annoyed you. But so once you've worked 40 quarters, then you've paid for part A of, of Medicare, which is hospitalization approximately. It covers a little bit other stuff like some hospice. But for ease of discussion, most people, their part A is probably already been paid for. It. They worked 40 quarters, 10 years, part A hospitalization is paid for. It. Part B is typically not paid for. for most people, well, not everybody if you make if you make big bucks or so there's kind of the, the, most people get the discounted rate this year it went up from 140 last year 148 to 170 but it's 170 a month so many people are paying 170 a month for part b which is not hospital it is outpatient stuff it's going to the doctor having some tests if you have outpatient surgery stuff that's not in the hospital you do that mm-hmm. so part a and part b so those are pretty good to have and so for typically 170 bucks you can get you have this red, white, and blue card, and it says Part A and Part B. And so, great, you've got some health insurance. The challenge is number one that doesn't cover drugs. That's the thing drugs were, were a fourth were an afterthought back then. They're so expensive. You need to have some kind of drug coverage, and they don't provide that. So you got to get that from some insurance carrier, and/or you can either do a Medicare supplement, as the name implies. So it'll pay for the stuff that Medicare doesn't. Because if you use if you run with just the red, white, and blue card, there's like almost a fifteen hundred dollar uh, deductible for a hospital stay. And there's a, there's a series of co-payments and co-insurance. Notice it doesn't that red, white, and blue card doesn't pay for everything. Well, you can get a Medicare supplement that will pay. You can kind of size it. You can get it to pay where it'll pay for almost all that stuff. So you can get that and then a drug plan. That's what people used to do, and you can still do that, and that's a great solution. The alternative is you can get an Advantage plan. Now I'm not going to bog down your discussion here unless you guys ask more questions. But that's the thing. What my job is is I help people understand Medicare and get it from the government. Then I help them understand the difference between a Medicare Advantage plan or the Medicare supplement plus the drug plan. Each of you guys who turn 65, you're going to make that decision. You're going to want to do one of those ways because you don't want to run with just the Medicare loan. And by the way, there's even a penalty if you don't. They want you to have some kind of uh, drug coverage, even if you're not taking drugs. They want you to get that because they don't, what they don't want you to do is wait 10 years and then the day you get prescribed some big expensive drug and you got right. to get a drug plan. Right? Right. So, right. so you really want to get that done.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, that's, so what you do then, Tom, is speak with the individual and determine, help them determine what's best based on their individual life experience, where they are, what their needs are. Okay. okay. Exactly. So, Tom, what are the passions outside of work? Give us some insight about Tom.
2: Uh, well, the two obvious ones, one of them is travel. Now, we're coming out of COVID. And I hope able to travel more. That shut things down. But I love to travel. Yeah. So I've I've been to many states in the US. I'm only lacking say 4 or 5 and I've traveled internationally both uh, to Europe and to Asia some. I've traveled extensively in Mexico. I've never been further south, but so I love to travel. I love to meet people and understand their culture. I like to see the way people dress, the way they talk, eat their food with them, right? So and and look at the architecture and geography. So wh- one of my passions is travel. Mm-hmm. The second one is soccer. So I I still play some uh not just the way proud? I do what I, I, and I coach some and so, and I watch it. So I'm very passionate about it. It's very fun. And that thing, they're, they're, they mesh together well because actually I can meet someone from any country or I can go somewhere and I can talk that with them because typically they have some passion either about yeah. their own country or some nearby country. So the, yeah. the two work nicely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Soccer is, uh, I mean, that's a huge sport, particularly outside of the US. You are exactly mm-hmm. right. That is definitely a conversation starter. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So do you offer other solutions um, besides the Medicare option?
2: I do. For one thing, when I meet someone, if, if we met right now and we're at a cocktail party, often I'll just say Medicare person because then it becomes so clear. Number mm-hmm. one, you you might even like me because you're like, oh, good, because my mom and my granddad, you, you might want to talk so' I'm, I'm a resource. And, and you don't feel threatened because you're not Medicare agent. So often I will say I'm a Medicare person and I help. And I do help, by the way, sometimes if grandma doesn't know she has also the kids. And so, on. so I, I call myself a Medicare detective. So that's my okay. main thing. And it's what I lead yes. with. But yes, I offer other solutions. And so since you said that, so I don't do everything. So I don't, I don't bundle your car and autumn. So I don't do any property and casualty stuff. But yeah. for example, I do another thing I do is long-term care. And that's not on a lot of people's radar. And I have a long-term care policy and it's kind of like a natural precursor to Medicare. So number mm-hmm. one, Medicare approximately my clients are 65 years old there are a few exceptions if someone someone gets permanently disabled often 24 months afterwards and they can get on medicare but my point is there's a big piece of the market that i don't have a solution i can't offer if i only did medicare so an example of something that i offer uh for someone who's under 65 is this is a long term care solution and the younger you get that the cheaper it is
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah mm-hmm. yeah so um tom what what has been the impact of COVID on your business?
2: Uh, it's it's very cliche, but it, it is the case. I had to be more, had to be or get to be more virtual. And so uh, I'm based and my initial license is in Texas, but now I'm in licensed in over nine. I don't know if I'm double digit yet, different states. Wow. And so my point is I had to become virtual, but in, in becoming virtual, it, it, it allowed something, right? There are pros and cons to everything. So if you get a license in your home state, you can then get a non-resident license in another state kind of by plan. There's a little fee. So I didn't do it all 50. It doesn't make sense. It'd be expensive. I did all, but over time. So I have clients in other states as well. I got clients in California, clients in Oklahoma. So the impact was it forced me to be more virtual. And really, frankly, it forced the markets. So in other words, everybody's more receptive. It used to be like one of your phrasings was even the insurance guy used to go to somebody's house and sit around the coffee table. And I'm still willing to do that some, but that was challenging for a while, right? So people and, had yeah. to learn to do it via Zoom. So the biggest thing. Was that, in fact, and I guess the other thing is actually even filling out. At the end of the day, what I do is I help people fill out an application because even even if you're going to get a Medicare Advantage plan, you have to apply. And mm-hmm. so, at the end of the day, I'm capturing people's names and address, potentially capturing their bank information if there's going to if they're going to if there's going to be a premium. Sometimes there's not, but if they have to pay some above and beyond, <clears throat> then I'm capturing that. And so, my point is, I do that electronically and candidly. I personally like that much better for a variety of reasons. We could do it the paper way, but number one, uh, what if what if it gets damaged? What if I'm walking out the door and the dog mm. bites? You know, And or get it in the mail, and what happens if the, the, I'm relying? So it's slower, and I'm relying on the mail electronically. I get it done right there. Sometimes the the carriers even have make it smart policy, like it'll kind of check, make you enter an email address twice, right, to make sure. So it actually reduces the errors, makes the the quality higher. So I I'm a big proponent, of it, and it's faster.
1: But now, so Tom, then. Because of COVID and you're doing things virtual, um, you know, more virtual meetings and interactions and, um, you know, you, you're now licensed in more states. So has this negative in any way expanded your business? Have people been more concerned about insurance since COVID?
2: Yes, that, that's my point. I, know that I feel a little bad about that, but overall, actually, it, the net result was positive for me, even though it was with some challenges. Yeah. And I, I, I actually caught it this year. I had the, I had the lesser version, so I'm great for that. But in other words, so I feel bad about. it. But overall, it was actually it had a net positive impact. Yeah. Had some challenges,
1: but
0: yeah.
2: but yeah, it has been good.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you've mentioned a, a few tools. You, um, you've you gone virtual, so I'm sure you're using some sort of thing like Zoom or something. You talked about how you've maximized your calendar use, um, color coding and things like that. So what, what other tools as an entrepreneur are invaluable to you?
2: So I have two in particular I'll mention. I'm, I'm kind of in reverse order. One of them is because I do live and die by the calendar and I love that. So there are tools that play with your calendar. And so I can send out this link and somebody can get on. And so what's useful? So I also talked about when I wanted to make the change, like I don't want to work on weekends approximately. And as a general rule, I don't want to work on the evenings as well. So I can use that tool and I can say, sure, make me available only Monday through Friday, eight to five. And it'll so it ought to look and so it'll find holes in it. So that's an invaluable tool. So I won't say the specific one just because I I don't know why not, but there I, I suspect there's one, but there's one that I like that does that. But, but I love that so you can send it to someone and they can pick a time slot that works for them. They can pick it. And in fact, if they're using, for example, I will say that, well, yeah, so I'll, I'll say this. I use Google Calendar. Mm-hmm. And so I think even if I'm not sure if they have to be using Google Calendar, maybe not. But often it'll even allow, it'll even kind of, I know that since if I use Google Calendar and someone else does it and they use a third party thing, it'll show me times that we're both available. So here's when they're available. And Tom, by the way, here are the ones. So this just, is just very easy. It work, it makes it so easy instead of us going back and forth by text or phone. Hey, can you do Tuesday at 6? Can you do what, you know, so it just works out. And whenever they want, I don't have to be available to solve that problem. Whenever they want, they can get on there and they can pick the time. So that's number one. And then number two, perhaps the biggest one, uh, I will use the acronym CRM, Customer Relationship Management. Now you can do that. uh, That used to be maybe the Rolodex or it's your, your little black book or whatever. But my point is I, this tool, and you, can, you can keep that electronically, however you want. You can write it on a little notepad electronically, but a, a true CRM to me, what I like about it is, for example, I, so it, it's like a smart list. So there are, so I, I have what I call working on these people here. So I've got my, I keep the track of all my clients. Once I've enrolled someone, I keep track of what policy did they get? Is this person with United Healthcare? Do they have an advancement? Does this person have a Humana? how would I know? So I keep track of that and I can even sort. So what if, what if I need to provide, what if I need to provide information to one of my clients from one carrier, then I can sort that easily. I've captured it. So information on my clients there before they're my clients, I'm still working on here. I can keep track of notes. This guy said his grandmother is turning 65 in August. Then I can actually mark that thing and say, I'll I'll move it kind of off my working list, but it'll have a reminder and it'll pop up when August gets around. So so it's, it's, it's very, so literally as the name implies, so it helps me it helps, me, it helps me with my relationship of both potential customers and customers because it is pretty full feature. And there, there's a whole, there's a variety of tools that do that. I kind of use the industry standard of the biggest one simply because I like its feature, not familiar. But there, there are different solutions you can get. So the two that I like are calendar sharing tools and CRM, customer relationship management tools.
1: Okay. Nice. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tom, that's a lot of um, great information. And we um, certainly want to make sure that we can share your website so that any of our uh, audience who certainly want to follow up because your industry, particularly insurance and Medicare, that's going to hit all of us at some point, you know. Mm So uh, it's good information to have. So if you would, um, those are all the questions we have for you. But if you have any parting words for our audience, and also if you would please just share your website in closing, please.
2: Okay. So a couple of things. Number one, uh, B-A-S-E-Y is my last name. So it's basy insurancecom That's my website. But I like, I uh, you know, what I didn't talk a lot about is COVID actually forced me to become more network-y. I guess that as I learned to network more. And so I jump on Zoom calls all over the country, and so I love to connect to people. So my point is, my name is Tom Basie, the company's is Basie Insurance. I love to connect on people on whatever social media. I'm, I'm I'm on a lot of them, so I would love for people to reach out and let's just make that connection. You never know how we can help each other. I'll answer some questions about some solutions or not, maybe. But I, I, so my message is, I like to connect to people, and the other thing I would offer is, yes. Uh, so here's the thing: the Great Resignation, uh, for a variety of reasons. I I'm endorsing my second career. So this is a second career for me. So if somebody wants to talk and find out about careers and in insurance. I'd like to talk about that. So in other words, I'll share them. So if they have so sure, I would love to enroll somebody in a Medicare policy or maybe help them with long term care. Yes, by all means. But also if somebody's interested in finding out more about how they can work remotely helping people, because really at the end of the day, I help people, I have mm-hmm. conversations and help people. If somebody's mm-hmm. interested in that, I'd like to talk to them that way. But those are those are my parting words. Okay.
1: Thank you so much, Tom, for joining us here today on um, Earrings Off. And as we said earlier, we appreciate you taking the time and we know what you share is going to be a great benefit to our audience. So thank you so much for joining us and you take good care.
2: Very good. I've had a great time. Thanks so much for having me on. You guys have a good day as well. Thanks.